This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Meatballs producing this disaster of a show and joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, a D3, Harry, Brother Bride, Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Nice job, Sal. What's going on, buddy? What are you talking about, Harry? What are you talking about? Nice job. You're talking about a nice job. I said Rangers in five at That's exactly plus 520. It. You're talking about nice, nice job. job to the parlay yep. kid who said uh, Seager MVP Seager. at Very good. five to one odds. I mean, you, nice job can mean anything. Bry had winners all over the place. <laughs> I put out the nice graphic. Nice job, boys. Nice job. There you go. I don't know if Very Harry's good. retiring or what. If he's saying goodbye <laughs> or what, Polly kid. Harry's, we nailed been in, it. Harry's been in a two-month slump. I mean, really. A little, really little bad. bit. A little bit. Yeah. Not only that, yeah. he might have jinxed this Diamondbacks team. He decided he was going to be a fan, like, uh, I don't know, about eight or nine days ago, and then went to the game after game two. He was there for game three. Game two, they crushed Texas. After Texas won in the bottom of the 11th, you think a young team like that couldn't come back, but the 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 Diamondbacks uh, roll in Texas, and then Harry's there for Game Three, and he puts a st- he literally puts a stink on it. He's vomiting all over the place. It's a bad uh, bad Game Three, right, Harry? I mean, this is very bad. This is your rough. problem here. Tough, tough stuff. Yeah, listen, hey, you know what? Uh, great job uh, by Bochi and uh, the Rangers uh, going undefeated and Bochi's fourth uh, World Series, fantastic, but. Nice job by uh, the Diamondbacks, too. 84 wins. Never thought they'd be there, though. So that was pretty good, too. And uh, Gallon pitched his heart out. In, no, took a no-no into the seventh. Just couldn't yeah. get any runs. Uh, Rangers went 5 nothing. They went in five. Uh, yeah, actually made money over the last three series. It's a miracle. Um, Gallon, as Harry said, shut Texas down for six innings. And then uh, Texas exploded in the ninth. They they scratched out a run the seventh, I think. Uh, Bochi now four rings, Bry. Good yeah. Lord. Nice job. It helps. And this is a nice message for the bottom dwellers out there that they spent $561 million, but they did lose 102 games two years ago. It doesn't help for all the guys who spend that much money, um, as we well, know. I mean, New it's York good fans. news yeah. for the Mets, right? You can, yeah. just buy, you can buy a championship, right? No, I mean, it, it's funny. I, I don't feel that way, even though <laughs> Texas kind of, even though they kind of did. I, I don't really necessarily feel that way because they, you know, they still won without DeGrom in there. They won pretty I much know. without Scherzer there. They didn't have Garcia there the last two games. So um, good job by them. I mean, they're eleven they're, and they're, zero. They're fun to on the road. For. Yeah, I, I'm happy for the Grom Parley kid. Uh, he got to watch his fellow pitchers get run support, something he wasn't used to. He didn't, didn't figure into the win there. But uh, listen, we won plus five twenty. Seager five to one. 
Uh, I like it. I, I didn't mind the World Series. It's going to end up being the lowest rated World Series ever. Um, let's yeah. just uh, for, conclude that for sure. It was headed that way. And then tonight's game, I don't think helped at all. But Parley Kid, you all right with the Rangers winning this? Yeah, I'm gl- glad it's over, though. Um, you know, we yeah. got to move on to uh, <laughs> some of these other things now. So, yeah, baseball had a nice run this year. Rangers were great. They really were great all year long. An exciting, fun team. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, they are a good team, but like uh, Mikey Meatball sent a text to uh, his brothers and me and his uncle Brian here. And it is true. Like we, we saw guys like Heaney and Chapman and a little bit of Evaldi, yeah. uh, Montgomery be av- very average performers with the Yankees. And not that they were even superstars for the Rangers, but you know, when they were needed, they, they performed and, uh, it's hard to believe it. And then you throw, like you said, Scherzer, DeGrom, all the informer met the Yankee castoffs. Um, uh, uh, Chat, you mentioned Chapman. I can't believe he's still around. Right? Wouldn't you have thought he would for sure flame out right around that Cubs year? I uh, was at 16. I mean, this is he, he's kept it going. His shelf life, Parley Kid, I think is uh, four and a half years past, at least what I thought. He would last somewhere yeah, in the middle of that I mean, Yankee uh, tenure. Yeah, and look, his role is diminished, but yeah, you know, you still you still see him out there in some uh, high leverage situations. Uh, maybe not in the ninth, but like the seventh or eighth. Spot. Yeah, and yeah, uh, sure. scary as heck every time he comes in. You think he's gonna something's gonna bad's gonna happen, but he was pretty solid for them. So good for the Rangers. Like I said, they good for Seager and these guys who were willing to come. Texas after a hundred and two loss season, like a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, and turn it around so quickly. And like Harry says, I mean, Bruce Bochy is one of the all time, all time great managers. Really is only job. the sixth manager to win at least four world series titles. Corey Seager, the fourth player in MLB history to win awards multiple times. Uh, uh, sorry, MVP awards. I'm getting this, you know, we're recording right after the game. So the, the information is coming in fast and furious. That is Texas's first, uh, World Series win. Harry, I'm going to give you a free $50 bet this weekend. If you could name in 30 seconds the five teams who have yet to win a World Series. Five current teams. Ready? Go. Um, Good start. Rockies. Uh-huh. Uh, the oh Mariners. God. Yep, that's two. 20 seconds left. Um. Now with minus seventeen hundred that he completes is now minus fifty thousand. Ten seconds left. The Brewers. Brewers are three. One of um, them should be easy. Actually, the last two. Five seconds. Rockies, uh, Mariners, Brewers. Uh, Paul the kid, Bry. You know the two. Padres. Yep. Mm. And <laughs> sorry, I'm coughing through this. The Padres was the easy one, right? Yeah, the Padres I thought would be the easy one. The the Rays, who are, are right there every year. That's the five. All right. Uh Bry, someone who is not going to win a World Series title, Josh McDaniels. You know, we finished the <laughs> podcast last night. Amazing. And it must have been seven or eight minutes after we were done. Oh, we were still like on. Two minutes. Was it two minutes? We should have gone right back and recorded your reaction to Josh McDaniels <laughs> and the GM. And everybody being fired uh, from the uh, Raiders. And you were pissed off, right? Well, I, look, I was pissed off. I was pissed off all day yesterday because I was like, look, you have an opportunity. At that point, after the loss to the Lions, I wanted them to just tank 
get rid of Adams, get rid of whoever you can get rid of and get some picks and then just try and finish it, you know, with the top five pick this year. So I was mad that that happened. And then, you know, but I understand why it didn't happen. The trades didn't happen because McDaniels and Ziegler were still there. So I, I could see why they don't want to make trades. And then, you know, then they fire him, you know, what was it, seven hours after the trade deadline? So it's like, and and then now Garoppolo's benched, O'Connell's, which I'm totally fine with. But it, again, it's like you could have seen what you could have done. Like it was just a, it was terrible timing. I mean, look, granted, I'm very glad that McDaniels is gone. Every Everything he's touched has pretty much been, everything he's done has pretty much been the wrong move. So, I mean, I think it was the right move to do it. But, you know, the only thing I'll say is now under Pierce, right, they're going to play, they're going to play hard. That's one thing. They're going to play hard. Now they're probably going to win two or three extra games here, get to six wins, be the 10, you know, you know, have the 10th pick in the draft or whatever. And then, you know, then screw up the draft again. But this all boils down to Mark Davis. I mean, under Mark Davis, well, under both Davises. I mean, they've been awful for 20 two years and under Mark Davis, they've been pathetic. They've it's been pathetic. I mean, all these, the coaching hires have just been one bad move after the next. So yeah. And he doesn't care. As you point, pointed out in a funny tweet, they're just going to keep paying these coaches like Pierce will probably play hard for them. They'll give him a lot of money. I think they're still paying John Madden. They're definitely paying John Gruden. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm trying to think. And it's well, hilarious that the Raiders are still favored in this game against the and, Giants coming and up. And the, the funny thing I would say, yeah, right. The, well, actually it's, I think it's, probably it's probably worse for the Giants better for the Raiders you know to win this game the fact that they fired him yeah I guess um, who but, knows anymore yeah. but like McDaniel still has like four years on his contract up Gruden must still have close to four four plus years a lawsuit yeah plus, plus whatever. a lawsuit yeah. but yeah. the funny thing with Mark Davis is like Mark Davis I mean they he really didn't have much money the fact he's only getting away with this because they moved to Vegas, right? And the value of this franchise has gone up so much. Oh yeah. If if he was in Oakland, he would not be able to keep hiring and spending all these money on coaches. There's no way he, they didn't have any money, the Davises. So, well, I think he's saving a ton on the haircut. So that's where it's going. I mean, it's not exactly going to Ira out there in Vegas, Um, but uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm looking at this and I don't know, Bri Raiders are 300 to one to win the Super Bowl. You're going to pass on that. You don't like that at all. <laughs> what a mess. Well, why even have odds up? Why even have yeah. odds up? Yeah. It's uh, well, it's pretty although, messy. I mean, this was what happened to them two years ago, right? You know, yeah. uh, same, same situation, right? Then they went on, they went on a run the last We're two months see. of the year, but yeah, they just. Paul, kid, do you know they, how old Mark Davis is? What would you guess? I have no idea. Uh, 62. You got 30 seconds and you get a free bet. No, 68. Doesn't that make yeah, you really. feel old? And me, I feel old that Al Davis' son is 68 years old. I, I know. I was kind of trying to go by Al Davis right. when I gave that guess. You know, He would have been 143. Um, is, uh, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Mark Davis, right, he, he still looks like he's he he looks like he's 82. Though, I think that's what it is. The hair adds uh, <laughs> 20 years. All right, listen, we're going to take a break. Bry's going to relax. Harry is going to uh, continue to um, uh, compliment us on our great baseball picks. He had none. And uh, we will be back <laughs> to break down that Titans-Steelers game. Thursday night football. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app. 
just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. All right, we're back. Titans, Steelers, Thursday night football. Pittsburgh, a two and a half point favorite. It went down from yesterday when we reported there were three. Titans come to town. 36 and a half is the over under. Tannehill is out. Will Levis is in for the Titans coming off a big performance. Four touchdowns. I think his QBR was like 130. Great outing at home versus Atlanta. But I think this is a different story. I'm taking the Steelers. Uh, it, you know, it takes a lot for me to go with a rookie quarterback's first start on the road. I'm probably going to do it with Minnesota, Atlanta, but not this one. Steelers, not great. Not fun to watch. Not anything. I can't say much good about this offense. They're 29th in points per game, 31st in yards per game, 28th in rushing yards. But I'm banking on that rookie quarterback thing a lot. And this trend, listen to this. This is going to floor you. Kenny Pickett, 6-0 and against the number and 5-1 and straight up at night as a pro. As a Whoa. pro. I'm going to repeat that. 6-0 mm. and against the spread, 5-1 and one straight up. I, re- I might repeat it again, Bri. Six, how, <laughs> what the, what am I watching that he's six and oh against wow. the number and five and one straight up. And even if he does, I, I guess he's going to play this. Is, we're recording this late Wednesday night. Even if he yeah. doesn't play, they've won five straight night games overall. I don't get it. It's an accusured mystique and the battle between uh, Matt Canada's ineptitude and Tomlin's greatness, I guess it rages on, I'll say 26, 16, Pittsburgh, but I'll, uh, well, I'll, uh, I'll, Polly Kid, you're with me and Brother Bry's with me. Polly Kid, you start us off. Yeah, right. I totally agree with you here, Sal. You know, uh, yesterday I wasn't really so sure because I am down. I mean, I, I have a hard time watching the Steelers. Yeah. Um, so, you're not alone. Uh, yeah. That makes, uh, makes me, it makes it hard for me to go with them. But like you're saying, I'm looking at it like this. It's, it's kind of like the way the Bears with their rookie quarterback who, you know, first game, Bears look great. And then you knew, like I at least knew uh, going into that Charger game that they were going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's the same thing now. The kid's flying high off a really good game. Yeah. Right? Hits Hopkins for three long touchdown passes. But now he's got to go on the road on a short week against a defense, though, that can be relentless. Yep. Uh, and it's a very physical defense. I think they'll find a way to shut down the run game. Uh, they'll find a way to shut down Hopkins to the best of their ability. And Hopkins really, before uh, Levis even quarterbacked, hadn't really done much. Uh, I think he obviously comes back a little bit and regresses uh, in this week's game. And Levis is going to have a really difficult time. I think if Pickett could just be a game manager, not turn the ball over, complete some big passes. Uh, I think that Pittsburgh wins this game because they won't score a lot of points. I don't think they're going to win this thing going away, but you know, something like, uh, you know, 21-10 or 21-13 yeah. Pittsburgh here. Yeah, that's what they're capable of. All right, Brian, you have the Steelers also. Yeah, look, I have the Steelers too. I know I have a hard time understanding why this line is two and a half. I feel yeah. like, I don't know, I feel like it should be at least three or even three and a half. And I, I will say, guys, I'm I'm very happy the three of us are on, on the yeah. Steelers. We, we get to root for uh, root, <laughs> root against. Uh, we, it's a uh, yeah. guys. We, Harry, 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 Harry's going against us. You could say it. Harry's we been terrible to, on Thursday night. We, we get an automatic win. We don't even have to watch the game. Yeah, it's the Thursday picks have been tough so far. Um, but yeah, look, I really love the Steelers no in this lock. one. No luck. Yeah. 
know, you, you have been a little unlucky, but yeah. Tomlin coming off a loss at home, right? They lost that game at home. Titans coming off a big win now on the road. You know, mm-hmm. you get that phenomenal performance by Levis, which you, we, nobody was expecting last week. That's not going to happen again. So I don't know. Steelers may score two defensive touchdowns in this game and, and win uh, 20 to 13. I'm, I'm, I'm in line with what you guys have for the score. Yeah, and I have, um, you know, I'm going to keep shoving this down everyone's throat because it's hit twice this year at 10 to 1 each time. Steelers lose the first half and then win the game. They um, This this came to fruition against the Ravens and then again against the Rams a couple weeks ago. So I'm already 13 units up on that. If you do that for this game, it's only plus 650 because the Steelers are favored. That's Titans first half, Steelers for the game. All right, Harry, give us your best uh, tie. I'm, I'm so excited. We're going to win a Thursday night game. <laughs> And uh, you're, of course, going to lose again. What do you got? Well, if we're going to go with two and a half, I am buying it to three. I'm going to buy it to three. Here. Oh, okay. it, you know, says he's playing, which may not be a good thing for Pittsburgh. The Steelers, extremely fortunate to be four and three after seven games. You mentioned Sal, 31st in the league in total yards per game, 30th in yards against. Uh, all three losses for Pittsburgh have been by double digits, and their four wins have been by a total of just 23 points, Tennessee. Uh, still hanging around at three and four. And we saw some show by, like you guys mentioned, by Will Levis last week, four touchdowns, three to Hopkins. Finally, he showed up. Uh, I, I think Levis could do this again. Uh, Henry also, I think, is going to have a decent game. Pittsburgh 27th versus the run. Henry had his first 100-yard rushing game last week in a month. I got Titans winning this game in Pittsburgh 2017. Why do you need the three then? And by the way, you don't have enough money to buy it to three. <laughs> You're two and 25 on Thursday nights. You can't buy the point, half point there. Sorry. Mm. Sorry, Harry. You're stuck with two and a half. Uh, a lot of pressure on Harry. So tomorrow. much There's pressure. There's a, a lot of pressure. pressure on him tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A lot of pressure. All right, especially let's hit our, especially yeah, from, fi- uh, from Fig. Fig is going to yeah. be yeah. a lot of people. Harry. A lot of so our he friends only, are he watching. He called me four times today. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's hit our props here. Um, I'm going under. I know Bry likes Hopkins in this game. I'm well. You know what? I'm choosing between two. I don't know if even Hopkins is going to play as a toe issue uh, on a short rest. Uh, only you know. I know he went absolutely nuts last week. 128 yards, three touchdowns, 11 pushoffs. No, not that many. But uh, he's only <laughs> had over four reception in two of his seven games. So I think it slows down. Yeah. But my official for the graphic. Mikey Meatballs prop is going to be Pittsburgh for a defensive anytime touchdown, eight to one odds. No Minka Fitzpatrick on Thursday, but still a good risk for this defense to score against a rookie quarterback first start on the road. Going against a team that's eighth in pressure rate and knockdowns, second in turnover rate. They're good for one interception a game. Highsmith already has a pick six. Taking a big swing here with the eight to one, but it fits the narrative of how I think this game is going to go uh, for the steel curtain to hit pay dirt at eight to one brother Bri, you also have a defensive prop here yeah look i liked i i saw something that i liked on the game specials that they had and they had the steelers to have five plus sacks either team you could get around the same odds but steelers have five sacks or more at plus 500 and look i think that's kind of insane right because we've seen this year where qbs have been sacked 10 plus times right it's sure it's not uncommon for these quarterbacks to take three sacks maybe even on a drive uh, and I will say it's possible the Titans may not throw a ton in a super close game, but I I really like those odds of five to one. This feels like a game where Watt could get two or three just by himself. And when you look at it, the Titans faced when they faced the AFC North so far, 
The Browns had five sacks against them. The Bengals had three sacks. The Ravens had six sacks. So I think with Levis mm-hmm. back there, you just never know what could happen. So I'll take a shot at five to one to get five plus sacks for the Steelers. I like that. I like that. All right, Harry, you talked about Derrick Henry. I don't know how we've all forgotten about him, but what's his rushing total? 73 and a half? 73 and a half. I'm going to go over at minus 114. He's starting to uh, find his groove lately. He's eclipsed. Forget about 73 and a half yards, 97 yards of rushing in three of his last four games. Hopefully uh, having Levis play solid again will balance out the Titans offense. Uh, Pitch run defense has had uh, many holes in it. ETN had 79 yards rushing for Jacksonville last week versus Pitt. And the week before versus the Rams, the dynamic duo of Royce Freeman and Daryl Henderson combined for 127 on the ground against Pittsburgh. Again, Henry had 101 last week. All we need is 74 on Thursday night. Give me Henry over 73 and a half yards. All right, Parley kid, uh, Jalen Warren. He's been, um, I feel like a lot of Pittsburgh backers root for this guy, even over Najee yeah. Harris. And he's kind of come come through and he's uh, catching passes out of the backfield. And you like that? Yeah, I mean, he's averaging about four catches a game and at about a 26 yards per game. So I'm taking him over 18 and a half receiving yards uh, in this contest. Yeah, he brings a little life to the Steelers offense when he's in there. I would think that the Steelers fans would like to see a little bit more of this kid. Seems to bring some speed, some energy to the team. Uh, at any time, you can catch one of these short passes and break it. Uh, I think Pickett should rely on him more and more when he's out there. And he has been only one game this year as he's gone under three catches. So uh, for a guy who plays part-time, 26 catches so far in seven games is a pretty high number. I think he gets three or four, and he goes over the 18 and a half yards pretty comfortably here so all right i want to just throw to the second break here and just skip our first touchdown picks i mean we have been so miserable and by the way i promise you as soon as we hit one we're gonna abandon it we'll do other things we'll bet teams to get five or more sacks we'll we'll find some stupid any prop but first touchdown we did well with this couple of years ago last week last year not so great we have to hit one first touchdown favorites derrick henry six to one Najee harris seven to one pickens Plus eight fifty. I'm going to go with Najee Harris. I'm just going to take the favorite, uh, favorite on the team that I would like to win. Right. So um, I might as well. You know, I, I he, he has won this year. I don't even know why I would give reasoning at this point, but he has won this year a couple of weeks ago against the Rams. Not a ton of red zone touches on this team on the whole. Najee leads with four. Jalen Warren and a bunch of others have one. That's it. They don't score a lot. But I have them winning, so I'm not going to take the other side to score first. I'm not going to take Henry. I'll take Harris. I, I might as well give a dissertation, Polly Kid, on menstruation. I, I don't know how to pick a winner in the first touchdown <laughs> Thursday night football edition <laughs> department. Anyway, Najee Harris, 7-1. to uh, Harry, you're going to go with the favorite. Might as well. Let's just load yeah. up on running it in from the three. Doing the same thing that you're doing, Sal. Taking the side that I like with the uh, with the favorite uh, Henry at six to one as uh, touchdowns in two last four games. Both touchdowns were versus AFC North teams. Last time Henry played Pittsburgh, uh, he scored a touchdown. Henry from the five pulls his way in touchdown. Tight. All right, brother Bry. Let's just go one loser after another. Keep well, going. <laughs> well, look, I wanted. I'll, I'll tell you guys, I wanted to take Hopkins at plus nine fifty. I feel like I should change this, though, right? I didn't realize he was downgraded today till to he, he didn't, didn't practice. Play. He didn't practice Wednesday. He didn't practice yeah. today. He was limited though in the other days, and now he's downgraded here. So, what do you guys think? You think I should stick with this? I hate uh, for us to not have a pick. Mm. Well, mm. 
Especially when we can't can't hit anything. I think you stick with it because you know, God forbid, if that guy plays even half a quarter and scores. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. All right, we'll we'll play. Look, he's got to play, right? He's got to play for for have a backup for Mikey Meatballs in case. off air, if you want. Yeah, but look, Hopkins I, I is will your say, pick. yeah, and look, even though I'm taking the Steelers for the game, like you said before, I mean, the Steelers offensively have been terrible, right? In the first mm-hmm. half, early in these games, I mean, yeah. I could see this not being a touchdown in this game until like halfway through the second quarter, potentially. Um, and they could, you know, they could struggle again early on. So I thought Hopkins at plus 950 was uh, reasonable odds. I mean, if I was taking somebody on the Steelers, I would maybe look at Deontay Johnson, the fact that. You know, they, mm-hmm. he had 14 targets the other day, eight catches for 90 yards, and he complained like crazy about the officiating after the game. So, yeah, I think that would be an interesting pick there at nine to one, too. All right. So, interesting picks. The Parley kid has one, but Parley, tell, tell everyone who you want, and I'll, <laughs> I'll say why this is driving me nuts. Uh, Pittsburgh defense uh, here at uh, 33 to one. Uh, kind of makes sense, Sal. I mean, you just said eight, eight to one for any time touchdown. So, why yeah. not roll the dice? getting a touchdown early here and getting the first one at 33 to one brother. Bryce got a defensive prop. There's I feel like there's more than likely there's going to be a defensive score somewhere mm-hmm. in this game. I'm banking on it being early. We hit this. We're almost like well, kind of breaking even. That's why I don't like this because you're at, we're down 32 units, right? So after, so we're essentially down 36 units after tomorrow. But if you make 33 after Thursday night game, if you make 33 of them back, then I'm going to get in my head. Boy, we can get our heads above water. Let's keep this going. Then, then I'm going to do this. <laughs> well, listen, that's Whereas why, if Harry that's why. wins or if I win, I'm like, all right, it's over. We're still not catching up for anything. So, so Darren, right. Darren's yeah. theory is why I love roulette. That's exactly the my roulette theory. <laughs> and how did that work out for you? <laughs> this is the double zeros right now. This is the double zeros. <laughs> People, I, I hope, I know you hope that it's all over after this week. So uh, root for one of these four, okay? We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with the college football breakdown. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. All right, let's do it. We found four games. Um, well, one of them's really good. I don't know. On the week, though, it's not not a, a terrific slate, I'll say. Alabama, though, favored at home by three points. 60 and a half is the over-under against LSU. Uh, Parley, kid, you and I liked LSU. I like both teams entering this season. Uh, I thought there was value in LSU winning the conference, but also I like Bama plus 650 to win the, the natty there. But um, either way, this is a game of the weekend. LSU is a game behind Alabama in the SEC 
conference standings. They beat Saban's Crimson Tide the last two years and covered three of the last four. But I'm not going to touch the side at all. I'm going to go under and under in the first half, 30 and a half. Now, this has been a high scoring game three of the last four years, 62, 72, 87 points. It was an overtime game. It's exciting football. It doesn't resemble anything we've seen played on Sundays lately, but I think this is a different season. Uh, I know it's a different season, but as good as Jaden Daniels has been, LSU has been late starting and they're up against Alabama's defense, which has recorded 30 sacks, which is third most in the SEC. Here's what I'm banking on. Alabama games have gone under 30 points in the first half in seven of all their eight games this year. However you say that seven of eight have gone under 30 points in the first half. I think it's 13-10 first half and a 30-24 final somewhere in there, but I'm going to go under. Parley Kid, you're man enough, you're brave enough to pick a side here. Yeah, I'll go with LSU with the uh, plus three here, Sal. Um, yeah, look, this is a, a great offense with LSU against a, uh, you know, a, a slightly above average offense, I guess, in Alabama. And you could say the same thing for the defense. It's a really good defense for Alabama. Yeah. And a, a probably actually a below-average defense for LSU, which doesn't really make sense. Their defense should be much better than it is with some of the players they have on it. And now, with the bye week that both teams have had, both teams, this should be a great game because teams are coming off a week where they haven't played football. So they should be rested. Mm-hmm. They should be ready to go. Uh, and I think this is where maybe LSU has cleaned up some of the defensive deficiencies during this time because they do have – some of the top talent in the country on that defense, a lot of five-star guys running around out there. And Alabama's offense does not seem to be so sophisticated. Uh, and that could really help this LSU defense. This LSU offense, obviously, in the last four games has not scored anything lower than 48 points. Mm-hmm. I don't anticipate that many points being put up against Alabama but I do think they might get into the mid-30s here, Sal, and I don't think Alabama's offense can keep up. Uh, again, I'll take the three, but might sprinkle a little bit on LSU winning this game oh. outright for a second year in a row. <clears throat> Trying to see who, um, I think, third year in a row, right? Have they won the last two? I'm not sure. Yeah, I thought they won the well, last two. Well, in the Brian Kelly era, I oh, should I say, I guess. I'm right? getting a... Yeah, I'm looking. I think LSU, if they do win this, has an easier slate. They're home for Florida. They're home for Georgia State, and they're home for Texas A&M. Ah, uh, what yes, is? Let's go. And let's what is, go LSU. And what's Bama's at Kentucky? So that's their tough game. Home for Chattanooga. Wow, they really have some of these shit games this late in the year, huh? <laughs> and then at Auburn, which is always tough. Homecoming. So, yeah. Uh, so that's that. Parlor kid, I was looking at some of these odds. Um, Bama three to one to win the conference. LSU plus six fifty. You still think that's good Ooh. number? That means conference championship game, basically. Um, plus six fifty. They'd yeah, have to I guess win that this. Makes, I think that makes sense, right? And Georgia and the Georgia game. Brian, is that track? Uh, is that about the same? LSU plus six fifty. They'd win this. The plus probably one forty, and yeah. then Georgia another plus. Uh, 210 or something. I don't know. That's about yeah, right, I guess. Yeah, it's probably close. Yeah. Forget I said close. anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh Brian, Notre Dame, Clemson three. Mm-hmm. The uh Irish are favored at Clemson. 45 and a half is the over under. It's hard to believe Clemson is four and four, unless you bet them every week, like like me. Then it's um hard to believe they're uh four and anything. Notre Dame seven and two. That's about right. Clemson, though, 
a consensus top 10 defense and Notre Dame, a top five red zone defense. Um, I'm going to take a teaser, which is probably ill-advised Clemson plus nine and under 51 and a half. Hartman has had success for his Clemson, but I think Dabo's D steps up. I'm teasing it under getting close to double digits in the home team's favor. Clay Klubnik has been, has not been great. It takes him a while to get this offense down the field. And I know the running back for uh, Notre Dame has been excellent, but Notre Dame is bottom 20 in plays per minute. I just think this is a slow paced game. Probably should just take the under the whole way through, but I'm going to take Clemson plus the nine and uh, get that under down to 51 and a half. I think 22-19 falls right close to that spread. Brian, you love a Notre Dame here. Yeah, I like Notre Dame. I, I, li- I do like the under two in this game because both defenses, what we've seen, it, it might be tough scoring. And yeah, like you said, they, the Notre Dame's kind of methodical the way the way they play and the way Clemson plays defense. But, you know, it's a tough one, but I'm so sick of backing Clemson, right? I like them at the beginning of the year. Yeah. They've been underachieving all year. Huge disappointment. I don't trust Klubnik anymore at all in big games, right? This is like DJ the last couple of years. This guy's really struggled. Their offense has been bad, except for the Charleston Southern and Florida Atlantic games, which means nothing. And like Notre Dame has been a better offensive team than Clemson. And they've probably been a little bit better defensively too. And look, when these two teams have played last year, I know is that Notre Dame, Notre Dame beat them up. uh, And they, Mm -hmm. they have played well in this matchup the last couple of years here. So, I do. I think Notre Dame right now is just a better team, and I like them to cover. But you know, I'd say the same type of you know same type of thing. Twenty to twenty to well, let's say twenty. Well, I'm trying to think what makes this number for you. Twenty four okay. seventeen. We'll say twenty four seventeen. Twenty four seventeen. Yeah, we um, yeah, I just uh, we feel like Clemson gets out to like a ten nothing lead and then blows it, you know, and then they stay within the uh, points, the nine that I have on this teaser. By the way, the last time Hartman played this team. Through for six touchdowns, obviously, as a member of uh, Wake Forest, but uh, it was a crazy game. I remember. All right. Washington, three point favorite at USC, 75 and a half. Harry is the over under. I think the look ahead, I went back, I looked back at the look ahead was USC minus three before the season. So a six point swing based on their performance this year. Uh, USC has just been so untrustworthy, especially Lincoln Riley's defense, non existent, 49 to Cal, 34 to Utah. 48 to Notre Dame, 41 Arizona, 41 to Colorado. They can't get off the field, the defense. And they're small. They're just small. I mean, if you look at it, they're not as big as some of these others. Um, And they're up against the odds on favorite to win the Heisman. Really looking to put the award in his pocket this week. He could have five touchdown passes. Harry, what do you think the over-under is on on Penix touchdown passes? They have the player props up. Probably three and a half, but uh, if you want the over, I'd say maybe minus 140. Oh, you had the number right, but the over is plus 118. I'm going to jump on that. Mm. I'm jumping on over three and a half (laughs) plus 118. I don't think there's any punts in this game. I think Caleb Williams holds his own. Um, You know, you look at their numbers. I know Penix has about 300 more passing yards, but one's 25 touchdowns, four interceptions. The other's 24 and six. I say 42-38, Harry. I think it gets in the 80s. You like it too, over. Yeah, like in the, I just can't make a can't make a case at all for the under. I mean, six yeah. of eight games uh, for Washington, they've scored thirty six or more, and their defense hasn't been great lately either. Thirty three points in two of the last three games. You mentioned Penix, almost three thousand yards of Dunze and Polk have almost eighteen hundred of that already this season. USC, you mentioned four uh, in four of the last five games, have given up forty one points or more, and forty nine to Cal last week, who's terrible. 
Uh, Caleb Williams, 34 total touchdowns though on the side of the offense for the Trojans. Uh, and they're also averaging USC 45 points per game. Sal, I think you're dead. I think this hits 80. Yeah. How do they not score 35? I guess it would just be shutting USC down because, you know, even Utah scoring 34. They're not a right uh, explosive offensive team. It's just crazy. All right. Texas, four and a half point favorite, 49 and a half versus Kansas State. Um, five teams atop the Big 12 with four and one conference records. All big games here on forward. No one's going to make the playoffs in this conference, I don't think. But uh, it's uh, fun to watch for the conference championship. Texas has won the last six in this series. This features the two top scoring defenses. They allow about 16 points a game each. Kansas State, last two wins, 82 to three against TCU and Houston. So they're really rolling. They have this dual quarterback system, but it's mostly DJ Giddens running the ball over 120 scrimmage yards per game, eight touchdowns. They don't seem to miss Deuce Vaughn at all, Parley kid, but um, they're racking up those numbers. Texas backup Malik Murphy in for Quinn Ewers was decent against BYU, two, two, two touchdowns, 170 yards. Um, but you could throw on this Wildcat secondary. Missouri, Missouri threw on them. Oak State did. UCF quarterback went nuts. Sarkeesian, Harry, I know you don't like him, but he's improved winning percentage in every season with Texas from 417 in 2021 to 615 in 2022 and 875 this year. Um, uh, they don't score fewer than 30 points, Texas. I don't think Saturday's any exception. I'm going to say 31-23. Bri, you like the other side. You're taking K-State. Yeah, I'm taking K-State. Like I probably, I think this line probably should have been Texas favored by a little bit more. But look, since losing to Oklahoma State, K- Kansas State right has dominated their opposition. Right, Texas Tech they blew yeah. out TCU and and Houston. Like you said, it's 82 to three. Their rushing attack has been great, and they've gotten a good combination between Howard and Johnson at QB. Right, and it seems like yours is going to be out again. So with Murphy in there, you know. You know, Texas offense is still pretty good, but I'm not sure how good they are. And I don't know. I still there's something about Texas that I just don't really trust at times this year. They've Mm. looked great. And at other times they're so so. So I think I'd just rather, you know, I'd prefer Kansas State getting the points here. And we saw this kind of last year, right, with Kansas State. They played really well uh, in stretches. So I, I like them to continue to play well here. I think they keep this really close. All right. Uh, by the way, as much as Sarkeesian's improved this program, 13 years since Texas won a conference title. Mm, that's crazy. That's, a long time. that's, that's crazy. crazy. I mean, yeah. Mark Davis was only 55 years old the last time. <laughs> <laughs> who, was the who was the quarterback? Who was the same hair? Uh, who, <laughs> who was it? Who, uh, who was, I was the quarterback? Trying, is it McCoy? Was was that you know, it might have been two thousand yeah. dollar? Now I got to look this up because McCoy's been in the NFL for a while now. So yeah, maybe, maybe it wasn't that Harry's buddy Vince Young, was it? No way. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> episodes that was two thousand five. Yeah, that was five. Who was the quarterback on this team? Garrett Gilbert? No, he didn't stop. Oh, no, no. no. Cole McCoy. Yeah, it was McCoy. Yeah, yeah. It was McCoy. There you go. Yeah. No, Apple gave us before that. Yeah, they had a good team there. Uh, all right, let's take another break, and then these guys are going to hit me with their best bets of the weekend. Sharp Tank, when we return. All right, Sharp Tank, we're back. These three guys, the D3, pitch me their best bets for the weekend, and I am going to agree to back one of them. Last week, I backed the only winner, Brother Bry. A couple weeks ago, it didn't matter. All three won, but Bry was the only winner. I feel like I'm good at this. I'm really good at picking the winners here. Um, 
Let's, uh, you know what, Brian? Let's go to you again. Let's see what Good. you have. Good. Start with me. Start uh, us look, off. I had the Bengals last week. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I really love them. And I am going back with the Bengals again here at uh, mm-hmm. minus one and a half. You know, I, as soon as that line came out, like I told you guys yesterday, I mean, I, I jumped on them at plus one and a half. You could make this line anywhere up to three, and I would love the Bengals here. You know, they're coming off back-to-back wins against the Seahawks and the 49ers. And that performance last week against the 49ers was probably the best, aside from maybe the Ravens against the Lions, how they looked that game. I think the the Bengals just overall, again, they could have won that game by three touchdowns. Burrow is locked in right now. They got the great running game going the other day. The defense is tough. And when you look at the Bills on the other side, they have been so inconsistent. They should have lost to the Giants, right? They've won two of their last four, but the two wins should have lost to the Giants. Uh, They weren't great last week against Tampa. The only thing you could say about Buffalo is they had a few extra days of rest, but since he beat this team up, they were just too physical for them last year in the playoffs. And if they finish that game in the regular season last year, I think they win that game too pretty easily. I think this is going to be where Buffalo's injuries on defense show up big in this game. And Mm. I I just love the Bengals again. And I will say since, since we've come back over the ringer, I only have one loss in Sharp Tank. Is that right? Wow. Only one. Only one, and we're in November. Oh, man. Brian, I love this bet, except for one thing. Everybody does. Everybody does. And why isn't this going to three, like you said? And Josh Allen didn't practice Wednesday. He has a shoulder injury. That's right. Why the hell isn't this three points? They're a better team. They're home. The other quarterbacks banged up. I guess there's a little rest, like you said. Should be three, but... But no, don't worry about it. Uh, all right, I'm a little scared. I know, I know, don't I know. Worry. I shouldn't worry scared. about it. All right, Pollock, kid, you lost with the Chiefs last week. I feel this is a little bit spiteful now. You're going against their uh, well, nemesis. Listen, I, yeah, it kind of is, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you know, again, like Brian, only two losses, uh, and both of them just on one leg of 14 parlays twice now, once with San Francisco a couple of weeks ago I lost, and then mm. squeaker against the Browns, and then, you know, had I known that Mahomes was uh, battling the flu, I probably wouldn't have put yeah. them on my parlay last week. But whatever, that's my fault. I should have known better. But I'm going to look. I like these revenge games. A couple weeks ago, I went with uh, maybe a month ago or so. I went with Thielen uh, to have a certain amount of catches against his old team, the Vikings. Right. And I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill. Anytime touchdown scorer at minus 125 against his former team, the Chiefs. We see this happen all the time, especially with receivers who have big games against their former teams. I think not only are they motivated, but I think we'll see a Dolphins team motivated to get Hill into the end zone, uh-huh. keep him happy. He has scored at least one touchdown in seven out of his eight starts or games this year. Uh, so uh, he's almost uh, automatic to score at least once every game. He's dynamic. He gets uh, uh, double-digit targets every game. Uh, this could be a shootout. Uh, so, and how nice would it be to have a winner on Sunday morning mm-hmm. and then to kind of play around with those winnings for the rest of your Sunday? Let's take Tyreek Hill, anytime touchdown score at minus 125. I don't mind that at all. I'm thinking because I do like this, and spoiler alert, I'm giving this out a Cousin Sal's winning weekend. Tyreek Hill over 92 and a half receiving yards. Same, same yep. reasoning exactly yeah. at minus yep. 114. 
And, uh, you know, I mean, you watch the Dolphins offense, you could be out of this bet for three and a half quarters. And then just, I mean, geez, uh, guys, given guys yeah. averaging 127 yards a game. It's now. insane. So 92 I is, I know against teams he doesn't hate. So imagine what's going right. to happen. All right. Right, <laughs> right. now I'm exactly. leaning, I'm leaning a parlay kid, Harry. When so okay. who'd you have Utah college, uh, last week? Yeah. Or, I lost with Utah. Yep. Yeah. No, not even close. No, but I'm going to go back to the well where I did win a couple weeks ago, which was a seven-point teaser in the NFL. I'm going to start off with uh, the Dolphins plus eight and a half over Kansas City. I think it's a bigger game for Miami, and Darren just made some great points about Hill. I think it's a, the Dolphins are going to be ready for this game against uh, Hill's former team. Miami's offense is just so much better right now than Kansas City. Miami and their six wins are averaging – 39 points per game. Kansas City has wide receiver issues. They lead the league in drops. I'll take the Dolphins more than eight here, plus eight and a half over Kansas City with the New York Giants Las Vegas Raider game to go under 44 and a half on the teaser from 37 and a half up to 44 and a half. Um, I would like it a little better if Jimmy G or Hoyer was quarterback. I know with Aiden O'Connell in there, he's going to actually be trying, but still, I don't think it's going to benefit uh, <laughs> the Raiders much. Uh, look, the, the Giants were an atrocity last week. Atrocity, eight yards passing. Jones Did you watch that from, game? Did you get to watch that game? <laughs> watch it with you, buddy. Uh, uh, Jones is back for New York, but I don't think that's going to be so great either. He's been awful since when he's been in there. Seven of New York's eight games, they have scored under 20 points. The same stat. Bodes with boats with the Raiders as well. The only time the Raiders scored more than 20 points this year was when they got the safety late against New England. It's the only time they scored more than 20 points. Seven of eight games for both teams under 20 points. Mm. Dolphins plus eight and a half. New York, Las Vegas under 44 now. All right. I don't love that second leg there. I just don't want to root for that crap. Figure out, you know, O'Connell and Jones figuring out not to how not to turn it over. Uh, but it is a lot. All right, Parley kid, I'm going with you. I'm going with Tyreek Hill anytime touchdown. Let's do it. Then I won't have to sweat out that that uh, Vegas uh, New York game. Brian, I like the Bengals, but can they make that seven already? Move that up to seven. I'll feel a lot better, <laughs> and I'll take it. I'll take it a very seven point favorite. Um, so that's it. All right, I'm going with the uh, Parley kid. Sharp tank pick Tyreek Hill anytime touchdown minus. 125. What else do we want to talk about? Oh, Bobby Knight passed 83 years old. Polarizing figure. I'll give you the good. How about that? He led Indiana to three NCAA titles, 11 conference championships, won a gold medal at the Pan Am Games and 84 Olympics. Um, a, a coach is near and dear to our heart. Um, Jack Mack, probably kid in high school. I think he modeled his personality after Bobby Knight. You know what? No, it was more entertaining than Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight was a little more cerebral, right? Some Bobby Knight was somewhere between Bill Belichick and uh, Crazy Jack Mack, right? Rex Rex Chapman posted something today with Knight going nuts in an interview. Yeah, yeah. you should watch it. Then you might change your mind about about it in <laughs> oh, terms really? of yeah, uh, yeah. It was fantastic. I mean, look, people. I love uh, Bobby Knight. Uh, entertaining. I'm obviously a great coach, and. You know, all the coaches back then, so many coaches were like that. That's just, mm. it's just the way it was then, you know, like that's how they were coached. That's how they coached. It's evolved since then. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I wouldn't, uh, you know, obviously he had some moments that weren't pretty, but uh, at the same time, I just think uh, it was part of his personality, it's part yeah. of his shtick. 
Uh, and that's how it was. And But what a basketball legend. R.I.P. to the great Bobby Knight. Yeah, he just seemed unhappy and scary a lot. Uh, so He's like my Aunt Chippy in a big red sweater, basically. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he's gone. I mean, obviously right up there with the, the greats. I mean, I think the top five greatest coaches of all time, you have to throw them in there. The numbers are there. Uh, Dave Damashek, go listen to Minus Three because Damashek tells a great story about Bobby Knight and when he was at college in Indiana and he interviewed Knight and Knight lambasted him and uh, sent him back and then he had a chance to come back and uh, and he, he redeemed himself in Bobby Knight's eyes. So that's, that's uh, always have fun with that. Um, hey, speaking of college basketball, we're going to have our hoops pod right there, NCAA preview on Monday. The great Tate Frazier is going to join us. So that's uh Monday overnight. You can catch that. So we'll do, what will we do here? We're going to do, there's like four things we could do. We could do national champ, Harry. We could do like okay. a surprise final four team. <clears throat> we could do like a conference winner and uh, a wooden award winner. Why don't we do that? That should be enough for everybody to sink their teeth into. Right. Zach, yeah. Yeah. favored uh, plus plus one fifty five. There you go, Darren. Jump all over yeah. Purdue. There you go, Darren. I uh-huh. might, I Here might, go. I might jump go. all over them. I'm looking real quick. It's it's the same teams. It's, it's always the same. I might teams. be all over Creighton again. Who knows? <laughs> Duke and Kansas eleven and one. Purdue eleven and one. Michigan State fifteen and one. So, and then we'll have that tournament. When is that? When's that tournament with the four, the same four every? Uh, Brian, is that still a? Is that Madison Square Garden? No. Uh, it's well, not really a tournament. The no, it's the it's the four. It's the four team thing. It's like it's Duke, Kansas, Kentucky. And who's the fourth? Michigan State. Usually. That's Michigan State. It's always those four, right? That yeah. must be coming up soon. All right. We'll get it going. Tate Frazier will set us straight. That's going to do it for another episode of Against All Odds for Mikey Meatballs and the D3. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. You must be 21 or older and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. You have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit C- ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text H-O-P-E-N-Y in New York.